them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, why Nona too? She promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. On today's episode, we have some nerd news, and we're going to be doing our very first musical segment. We're not going to sing it. No. (laughs) That was misleading. (laughs) It's not our musical episode, but it kind of is. But yeah, but that's, uh, I have to put a pin in that because that's a good idea. It's on the list. Hmm. Uh, We're going to be talking about some of our favorite albums. In, in, in only the way that we, the she nerds can. <laughs> Which is? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just the three of us talking about Oh, okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I feel like that was misleading too. <laughs> uh, but, for, but, you know, before we get to nerd news, guys, how are we doing? Everybody okay? I feel like we need to check in around, you yeah. know, because things are so weird and we're not together and... Yes, is what the fourth week of quarantine now going on between four and five, maybe. I think think. it's about the fifth, maybe fifth. Yeah, I feel like the hardcore quarantine started on March 15th. That on my birthday, your special day, because that night, (laughs) that night they shut all the restaurants. Yeah, that's when it really got real. Yeah, oh god, it was the Ides of March. It was that's my birthday, the Ides of March. So it's very telling. (laughs) So (laughs) that's when the world hit apocalypse level. Yep. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. It feels like. It feels like a long time. I'm feeling it. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard. You can only entertain yourself so much, you know. Yeah. Before alcohol just becomes one of the main entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, that I went there very quickly. I got to the alcohol <laughs> part pretty within the first couple of days. Yeah, I, I talked to someone about how she started off being kind of like keeping the healthy routine, healthy habits, and it's kind of devolving. Whereas I hit, I started there, and I feel like it's gone the other way. Like I've started trying to cook a little bit more and be a little healthier. I think that's why I don't feel well right now because I actually did <laughs> exercise, and it's my body's in shock. <laughs> you didn't eat the, your usual foods. <laughs> I didn't eat. I cooked for myself. I worked out yesterday, and now my body doesn't know what to do with it. Shutting so. down. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> It's I should have stuck to the couch potato junk food alcohol me, and I'd be okay. Working for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being a little more anxious because I don't. I know I. I can't say that I'm running out of things to watch on Netflix because that's impossible. But you know, I've I'm caught up on my grays. I've I just finished rewatching Community again for the the third time. Oh, that I did think. not take you very long. No, well, it I guess didn't. It's, not that it's, many seasons. it's six okay. seasons. Um. So, but you know, they're 22 minute episodes, so you get through them pretty quick. I want to, I want to do that. That's a great recommendation. It's a yeah. great one, Kat. You'll, you're going to love it. It's, it's awesome. It's right up our alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully they'll get the movie now that they're on Netflix and it's been pretty popular on there. So I definitely recommend that one for if you're in quarantine and you'll probably get through it as fast as I did because it's kind of addicting. But now, and, and you know, Shits Creek done with that. Uh, I, so now I'm just kind of looking. I was watching some more Working Moms. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
the Canadian show with Danny Kind and occasionally Cat Burrell, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes Cat. Uh, yeah. That is such a funny show. Yeah, I love is. that show, and it's like not really something that I can relate to because I'm I'm not a mom. No, I'm far from it, and luckily for the children, I'm a great <laughs> aunt. But that's about it. Lucky for everyone involved. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So I can't. I only can relate through my best friend, who is a mom mm-hmm. <laughs> of two. And so I'm like, oh yeah. Sometimes I'll text her and be like, oh, I see. I just saw your story play out on screen. Oh. So. I, yeah, oh, that's great. But that's that's all what I'm doing right now. I, so yeah. I feel kind of anxious. I gotta get I get some it. suggestions on other things to start. Maybe some crafts. Make some, start on some crafts. Well, uh, well, are good. Um, oh. a trip to Home Depot today. Uh, I got some uh, project board, and hey. I'm crafting a cabinet to put my dog's food and medicine in. <laughs> that's and, awesome. Uh, I got some other paint, and yeah, so the crafting has begun. The crafting phase of the quarantine. <laughs> we're in the crafting mm-hmm. phase. Yeah, where the great. alcohol phase runs like underneath <laughs> everything the entire time. That's awesome. Uh, I'm still in sort of, I, uh, yeah, I go through all the, all the phases. Um, right now I'm just in the bummed out phase. Hmm. I, I just like, I've arrived. I'm I just bummed. Yeah. yeah. Cause we don't know. We don't know how long this is going to no. be. Completely uncertain. And these uncertain times, which <laughs> I swear if I hear that one, <laughs> but I get it. It's appropriate. <sighs> it is pretty uncertain. I'm with you. I think, I think having just gone through a month where there were a lot of fun activities we had going on and then none of them happened. And while my bank balance is happy about it, the rest yeah. of me is not. Uh, it was going to be a you know, pricey month, but a very fun month of travel and fun and friends. And then none of it happened. And the thing is, you just don't know when any of it will happen again. So it's reached that groundhog day of repetitiveness right uh, and i mean at least i I feel like one good thing is that we're all going through it mm -hmm. it's not just you it's not just you that is not doing this like no one is doing the fun stuff right so yeah there's that that we're kind of we are we're we're in this together and it's one i mean can you imagine this is one experience the entire world Mm -hmm. has in common that's kind of crazy yep um anyways i hope we haven't bummed out everybody (laughs) that was a fun start to this one wasn't it (laughs) well then you know what let's let's get the party started with some with (laughs) (laughs) do we need to break (laughs) do we need a break alcohol break let's get it started with some nerd news nerd news whoa that's new i liked it i like it i feel like musical editions oh yeah well that makes sense the cats are annoyed but that's (laughs) All right, so there's uh, there a trailer came out this week for a brand new Netflix documentary. It's uh, I think it releases on the 29th of April. It's called A Secret Love, and I cried watching the trailer. <laughs> I was going to mm-hmm. say how many times hey. during the trailer did you cry? Just the whole time. So, so it's about it's about um, these two women who fall in love in the 1940s. One of them just happens to be a player for the um, All American Women's Baseball League. And uh, it's about their 65-year relationship, and it sounds like one of them is finally coming out to her family or something. So there's not much not much else that we know about it, except it looks incredible. Yep. You got a lot of content from the trailer, but it not, you know, you're, it's compelling. You want to watch the rest. You want to watch the whole story. But they uh, they really tell a story within that trailer. It's really great. So 
So. And they have some great old footage. Looks yes. like they, this couple had a lot of home home videos or home movies, I should say. Uh, so really cool looking old vintage uh, film. And of course, one of them was a player, like, you know, League of Their Own style. Uh, so a lot of footage of her playing baseball. Like, this is just like, you know, if <laughs> basically Netflix wants every lesbian to cry right now. And <laughs> this is going to do like, it. Now's our time. We're going to make the lesbians cry while they're all <laughs> sitting at home. Um, <laughs> I read it was, it's produced by Ryan Murphy, who does a lot of things. Pretty sure I agree. Yes. I mean, it's seriously a lot. Like, there's two yeah. people. That out. A, yeah. And a lot of, well, you know, Glee, 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 Right. So that's where it was supposed to have its debut. Which felt like such a big deal at the time. And then now it's like, well, of course it was canceled. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. everything is. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll all be, uh, we'll all be checking that out. April. Uh, yeah, 29th. Yes. 29th. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Coming up. I'm excited. Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, what day is it? What? Doesn't matter. Next week, the 29th. <laughs> Whatever that right. day happens to be. <laughs> No, you're right. Very soon. This week. This week. So yeah, that's that's going to be a big deal. I can't wait. And I will, I, honestly, I will be crying the entire time. Just yeah. the way it's going to be. You're just okay. a softie up in, up in there, right? I am. <laughs> up in there. Let me rephrase that. You're like, you're <laughs> up in there somewhere. You're just a softie at heart, is uh, what I meant to do. Uh, <laughs> came out really incredibly am. wrong. <laughs> I am a big softie, but also I feel like I'm particularly vulnerable at this time. Yeah. Um, Does the League of Their Own part kind of get you to the fact she's one of those players like League of Their Own, which you and I both love very much, that movie? Yeah. That adds no, a little, like, it's one of those players on those teams. It, we it just, love that movie. Exactly. It's an extra little punch in the gut, you know, yeah. if you weren't, yeah. weren't going to lose it before. Uh, it just sounds incredible. <sighs> And God help me, if one of them dies at the end of this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, hey, that, oh, God. You might never see me again. Oh, no. You might never see me again. Uh, I hope that's not, not the case. That is not the twist ending I need right now. No. A big uh, in memory of to come out. The, oh, no. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> in memoriam of. Uh, no. Uh, All right. Anyways, no, moving on. Once it's again, our. Lifting our spirits. <laughs> This is not going as I had planned. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the obligatory Star Wars story that we have to talk about. So the uh, <laughs> the co-creator of Russian Doll, that Netflix, it's Netflix, right? Okay. Yes. Netflix series is getting her own Disney Plus Star Wars series. Her name is Leslie Headland. You know, Tara, you can speak to a bit to Russian Doll. I've seen an episode, but uh, I don't care. Like, she could be... You know, they could give this show to my mom, but I would I would watch it because it's it's supposed to be like a, a female centric show, yeah. uh, which is to me the most exciting part. But Tara, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about Russian Doll and and do you think this Leslie Headland person is sort of uh, the right person for this kind of show? Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting and really cool. I mean, I I um I, I was thinking about how many episodes Russian Doll has. I think it's between eight and ten, but I can't be sure because. I watched it all in one day, so <laughs> they all kind of blend together to me because I was hooked on it. 
Um, I really thought it was great. And they take this uh, very complex character that you think uh, you just can't relate to because it, it's it's just, you know, it, she's kind of out there. Um, and by the end, you're, you know, you're rooting for her. <laughs> it's a lot of things. It's kind of like a Groundhog Day scenario going on, but oh, not, in, not right. in an annoying way, <laughs> but it, not in, in an annoying way. Yeah. Because I don't like those types of scenarios but this i really enjoyed and i was that's why it shocked me how much i enjoyed it as i kept wanting to watch another episode uh and really having a good time so um, and there are some okay i have to bring this up because you remember that list that we um discussed you know the some of the most like iconic lesbians or whatever um the two lesbians on that show were on that list and i thought that is so random because they didn't have like a huge part um, I mean, they're definitely characters, you know, the, that I remembered, but, eh, you know, the, they never had like a main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so very interesting and something to look out for if you're watching. Uh, but definitely one I would recommend. And it's a lot of fun. Again, it just took this very um, crass character <laughs> and made her super likable and lovable. Um, and just you really could relate to her by the end. And I think it's really awesome if she can do that with that kind of character, all the different things she'd be able to do uh, with a Star Wars character, which sounds weird to say when I say it out loud. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's a uh, Russian doll, uh, Natasha Leone. And yeah, <laughs> just put her in it. I think it'd be Nat- great. Natasha Leone, right? That's who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, not to get us off track. So you said you're not a big fan of the, that gra- the Groundhog Day trope. Right, the day that never ends. What do you, What do you think about the uh, "been there, done that" the Zine episode? Well, that's different. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's different. <laughs> okay, you know, I just want to clarify. It's different when it's two beloved lesbian characters. <laughs> sure, on your favorite TV show. I but, agree. You know. They did a good job of that one. That yeah, was- I think they did. <laughs> how How long are the episodes of Russian Doll? Are they like half hour? Or- 45 hour like or longer they're on the longer side i feel it took me all day to watch like you know from morning till night got it yeah <laughs> uh and i guess this show there's no other we don't know who's attached we have no idea i think it's way out from that kind of talk sure. i think it's just basically hey she's getting a show we'll see you later i mean that's all i mean i've heard i've, I've heard developments with obi-wan but i think this one's one that's still that's like way out there as far sure. as sure and i mean obviously we're still in worldwide pandemic, so it's a little more difficult to shoot stuff right now. But um, uh, we do know that this this series will take place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than we've seen in other projects, movies, and TV shows. So I can't wait to you know to to, to find out anything more. Anything about basically, the show. Yes. exactly, yeah. It would be fun if they did a callback episode and had like a Groundhog Day type of thing going on and as a her other show. That'd be yeah. cute. I'll have that to check be. I have to check out Russian Doll because not only is she obviously a new Star Wars, but I ran across a list today of twelve shows like the OA that aren't the OA that you should watch if you liked the OA. And it did say the OA that many times. Which obviously <laughs> I love the OA. Uh, but but Russian Doll is on there. So Yeah. Nice. And it's that, hilarious that too. Yeah. It's suspenseful and hilarious. So it'll be on the list after I finish Lost Girl and Watchmen and whatever else. 
All the other things. All the other things, yeah. Speaking of TV. Which we do often. It's kind of our thing. <laughs> it is kind of our thing. It was announced this week that Parks and Recreation is, uh, the cast is reuniting for a single COVID-19 themed episode. And it's going to be this coming Thursday, which is very soon, Woo! April 30th. And it looks like it's most of the main cast. Whoop, whoop. And uh, I'm dancing. <laughs> Save me. He is yeah, dancing. Better for everybody. <laughs> and it seems to me like the money. I should read the article again, but I think the, all, like are they donating <laughs> it's all no, their? Yeah, it's char- okay. for charity. <laughs> How is that working? Is, do we have to pay to watch it, or is it the the oh, cast is donating their money? It's on NBC. Great, and it's like a fundraiser of some kind. I don't yeah, know. But they were yeah. they were too clear. I don't know if they're working it into the plot. I don't know, or right. well, because kind of if Leslie Nope. Ask did a fundraiser, a COVID nineteen fundraiser. I mean, I would definitely <gasps> donate to that. Oh, what if it's like a a a what is it? Is it Pawnee? Yeah, it's in Pawnee. It, what it if says it's a, a Pawnee fundraiser, and everyone is in character saying like, "Hey guys, uh, please donate <laughs> to the thing." Like that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, and it says you know how the plot says something like uh, how Leslie is keeping in touch with her friends during quarantine. Right. Right. We'll see. I'm excited. And so it's all, sh- it's going to be all shot in the actors' homes. And uh, Chris Pratt, I think he, it was him, he tweeted or Instagrammed or something uh, that, you know, he was making jokes that, it's, oh, it's the best TV, uh, episode of TV ever filmed during the COVID 19 outbreak. <laughs> I'd like to, you know, challenge him <laughs> on that. Uh, I happen to be working on a show right now that we're in the middle of putting together our own COVID 19 themed show. The name of the show is All Rise. Woo. Yeah. CBS, Monday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, <laughs> and our, our episode is going to be on May May the 4th. And be with you and we'll watch it. You. I need it. So, yeah, uh, it should be a lot of fun, guys. You should watch it. And then if you want, we can talk about it. Because uh, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely watching some that. stories. <laughs> Excited. I want to see all your hard work come to fruition. Yes, I do, too. I can't wait. Um, has been working very hard. <laughs> so no, it's an interesting pivot now that the, in, some of the industry is able to do this. Actually, my brother, he works in lighting, uh, for TV and commercials. He told me today, he just booked a gig, a remote commercial. Everyone, they're sending all the equipment to the act- actress's home and she and her boyfriend are going to set up the, all the equipment wow. remotely. They're going to tell them how to do it. They're going to see if it works. And if it does, the commercial industry could maybe come back for a little bit. So Industry is kind of pivoting, right? We're figuring out how this can actually work and are people interested? And so uh, we'll see. Like we'll see uh, how commercial editors got to be doing something because almost every commercial you see is related to the COVID. They've got spliced home video. May, they may not be able to go out and shoot things, but those editors are putting together some serious. They're, uh, they're scrolling back through a lot of alone together commercials right now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stock shots. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shutterstock's doing real well right now. <laughs> That's right. Buy stock in Shutterstock. Seriously. Insider tip. All right. Well, that's our nerd news segment. Unless you guys have anything that's just broke. Any breaking news that we need to. Oh, well, you know, we should mention the um, Zenite retreat was this weekend, this past weekend. I heard many, many good things. It sounds like it went off really. Totally. Sounds like it was it was a great success. We're gonna try to have Penny on soon to talk about it, and uh, we're so proud of of them. And we're sending all of the Zenite retreaters and um, the people who put it together our love and mm-hmm. uh, 
congratulations because that was not an easy thing to do to put that together so quickly. Oh, it's one thing you have to put together the whole retreat, which is hard enough, and then you gotta pivot, pivot, all, pivot and you gotta <laughs> make it all online. My God, I'll get all the content again. Do a whole new schedule with all the people you're gonna have. Oh my gosh, uh, uh, makes no, my head hurt. It hurts. It hurts. So yeah, if anybody can pull it off, it's our Penny, and yeah. sounds like she did an amazing job. I kept seeing. I mean, my my friend Linda it was you know, posting things from it throughout the week with different interviews they had with, with Xena actors and the, um, they had a scavenger hunt, I guess, in your own home. And <laughs> yeah. A cake decorating, I think. Yeah, like a, a bake, off. A bake off there. Yeah. It's, they had all sorts of fun activities going on. So good. Good job. Good on yeah, you. Sorry. We couldn't be there. Oh We're my supposed God. to be there. So sad. I know we were. I'm supposed to be in the wilderness right now. <laughs> I'm mad. We're supposed to be in the wilderness surrounded by Xenites drinking beer. Ugh. And we're not and playing we're not. like softball. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> That's when it hits you. Even though we'll be sweating our asses off because it's like 95 in Los Angeles right now. Yeah, but in the mountains, maybe okay. it's cooler. We gotta get yeah, that's true. Because we're, again, thanks, Wendy, for reminding me. Yeah, we'd be in the mountains. <laughs> We would have this year, this April, we would have been at WonderCon, Vegas, Mm -hmm. and the mountains. (laughs) Let's talk about how depressing this last month is because, yeah, WonderCon, Quexicon, Zenite Retreat. All gone. Uh, God knows what's going to happen in June. Yeah, it ain't the same nothing, right? Well, Tara and I were supposed to be doing a a century bike ride, and then I was going to go to New Orleans to go to Herb Expo. To schmooze Emily Andrus to come on this podcast. <laughs> now that's not happening. So no, it's it's a huge bummer. Why do we keep bringing it down, guys? I don't know. <laughs> I will. I will put in there that as much as like I always think about this when I complain about the things like this that I have not gotten to do and sitting in my house. We're all three working. We're all three healthy. We're all doing fine. So I can't. You know, we're not those people on the yeah. But it's on the healthy front lines event. of it, so it is healthy to vent, and it's it's not like I mean everybody has their moments where they're just like oh, I'm just so tired of doing the same thing. There's nothing to look forward to. I miss the cons. I miss my con friends. I miss all this mm-hmm. stuff. So, but just gotta sit tight, and watch more TV, and cook, and <laughs> clean, and you know whatever the things you do in your home. Play with your cats and your dogs. I don't know. Yeah, Renee O'Connor's cat made a special appearance yes. on her uh, Zenit retreat interview. Very cute. Do we know the name? Chillin'. I don't know. I don't. I'll have to figure that out. I'm glad she has a cat. That makes me like her. I know. Because you didn't before. (laughs) Oh, I know. I still liked her anyway, but now. (laughs) Now I like her more because she has a cat. That just raises the level of appreciation. Exactly. We have a cat. All right. Let's get musical. 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 I want to get... She There's started, a dance going on. If you could see the FaceTime, she started. She's doing that. She was doing pretty good. Yeah. And then she decided to just take a drink right through <laughs> what you were singing. Can you feel the effects of our being in our home? <laughs> she couldn't even get through a song before she just needed a verse. I was thirsty. And I was distracted by cats dancing. <laughs> I, was, I don't know if that was dancing. It was something. It was my Muppet impersonation. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was sorry, swaying sorry, aggressively. <laughs> or something. 
<clears throat> okay, so we wanted, we wanted to Musical. talk about musicals. Uh, we want to talk about our three, we want to talk about our favorite albums. And we thought three is a good number, right? I get, I did get it three. If you extended it to five, it would have made it harder. So sure. I like three. Yeah, three is a good number. Um, and so it was really kind of wide open, right? For me, yeah. uh, when I when I realized what my choices were, they kind of represent sort of pivotal moments in my life, as it turns out. Um, but uh, anyways, so yeah, we're just kind of going to jump into it. And I'm curious, do you think we'll have any repeats? No. I don't think so? I don't think we'll have any. Huh. You and I, Kat, maybe, but okay. I doubt it. But I don't think we will. I don't. There's, there's one. Okay. Of, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I'm curious, Kat. You launched it, man. I want to know. All right. What so, you got, Kat? My uh, my number the the first one on my list not necessarily my favorite album but it's definitely the first one the first of these albums that I knew about okay so it's kind of like in chronological order if you will will you great yes <laughs> we will <laughs> thank you so my number one again not necessarily favorite but uh, is Madonna like a prayer Ooh. oh fine album mm. fine. This one came out in early 89, 1989, and I was like 12 years old when the album came out. I don't think I really um, discovered it until I was 13. So I had I knew who Madonna was. How could you not, right? I grew up in the 80s, so my sister, who was 10 years older than me, was a big fan. So I, her music was always around, but I never was like a fan. And then I think, honestly, because of A League of Their Own. Yes. She kind of was more on my radar. I was like, oh, who, you know, who's this Madonna person? So I kind of, uh, she was my, f the first artist or first like celebrity that I kind of was a super fan of. So I, I did a deep dive on Madonna. I was, I started collecting all of her stuff and I really got into her music. And I think the reason I was so kind of, um, you know, intrigued by her is because she surrounded herself with gay people. Like she, a lot of her friends were gay and a lot of her, you know, the, her dancers, the backup singers. So I, I feel like, oh, well, if she's okay with it, you know, like if, if it, I must not be as weird if Madonna thinks gay people are cool. <laughs> so I think that had like another added layer to why I loved her, but I really did. Like I was obsessed with Madonna. Um, Kat, I feel like you and I have shared the same life because <laughs> I too was obsessed with Madonna no shit. during the truth or dare era. Yes. Oh, if yes. I had expanded this list of five, I think this might've been on the top five. No kidding. Like a prayer. I love like, Remember the cassette was, it had like a fragrance to it. If you it, did. The cassette, it had a, like a pretty fragrance. It did. Yeah. I saw the, the like a prayer tour. I love truth or dare the documentary. <gasps> you, it's you went to the, you were, you went to a concert. I, I did. I've seen nice. Madonna like five times. I love Madonna. Awesome. I also was obsessed with Madonna. I was in a, fan club of madonna amazing um i yeah it, the concert i got there late i got there as she was singing like a prayer in concert because my friend's annoying friend made us late um so i didn't see the beginning of it but yeah madonna yeah, i'm still be. bitter about that i really am um but no i yeah that whole period of madonna and evita and truth or dare and this album is my favorite yeah. madonna album so enough. this album, Like a Prayer, is, and I, you know, I did a little research. This was the album where the critics basically started referring to her as an artist and not just a singer or a pop star. Like this is where she really kind of was starting to come into her own as a performer and an artist. And so uh, 
during this, I feel like Wendy during this time period, like this, like like a prayer is kind of the start of that like golden age of Madonna, right? Oh, me too, me too. So she's not like you know her her earlier stuff is really fun, but this starts her stuff like really growing as mm-hmm. an artist. And I don't know, I just this is like I sort agree. of my favorite time period for her. Um, it's a great album. It's only ten tracks, but they, it goes quick. All great, so good. They're all great. Um, Your Jesse cherish. Oh, I mean, there's so much. All these, all the songs are good on this. Agreed. I love it. There's a lot. But so fine choice. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I was aware. If, I was in high school or junior high, high school. Madonna, like I was aware of Madonna when she started. And oh my gosh, she was like the coolest woman we had ever seen. And everybody sure. wanted to be Madonna. And I still think Madonna's character in Desperately Seeking Susan is the ideal cool. <laughs> so <laughs> she is one of the ultimate icons of cool for me. So I, I think your choice is excellent, Cat. Do you do you still listen to her? Like, are you a fan of her newer stuff? I don't really. I forget the last. I love the last album I got of hers that I really, really loved was I don't know if it was called music, but it had the song music. Got it. Yeah, music that's like, makes up people. That was early two like, thousands. Yeah, think. that sounds right. Late nineties, early two thousands, and it had um. Yeah, I love that album. And ever since then, it's hit and miss, you know. But I she's still doing way. it. She's still going at it, though. Good for you, Madonna. She yep. looks good. She looks great. She's like in her sixties, right? She's got. She be. is sixty-one. Holy crap! I know. I know. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Here's my theory on Madonna. Like other people who achieve that level of fame, I feel like, you know, like like Elvis, like Michael Jackson, like you know, people that kind of achieve that iconic level, I felt like it screwed them up. I feel like Madonna would have been screwed up if she didn't achieve that level. Like, I feel like it was in her, like she needed that. Cause she, for all the craziness, I mean, she was, she never really had that. I've lost my mind. Like, I feel no. like she needed this life to survive almost. You know? Well, and she didn't, she, I, I don't think she ever got into drugs. She, I don't think she's a she's drinker. Ultra healthy. Yeah. So I think that helped her. Like, I'm sure, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a pretty typical thing, right? Like Elvis, like he was a, he was a, he was a drug addict basically right yeah. at the end of life yeah. so you know for whatever reason it worked out for her but yeah like she just she's not she's not stopping at any time soon I, I doubt i think madonna will be an artist until the day she dies she will, what, I will sad I, I agree. Day that will be the day that happens it will it will hurt i will be, be very very sad yeah bad bad times good choice yay thank you, thank you. uh should we do it go around or should i just do all we should do all of them uh, i like going around okay go around great Who's next? I'll go. Mine is also kind of nostalgic more than like, oh, my favorites. I'm calling them favorites because it's like most listened to in the course right. of my life. Not yeah. necessarily like still my favorite, but you know, pretty close. Uh, so are we going like, was that your number three then? Or what was that? Or your number one? Mine will not be ranked in an order. Okay. FYI. Again, yeah, unranked. unranked. All right. Unranked too. Um, okay. I'll, I'll start with, uh, a little album called Middle of Nowhere by Hanson. I know Hanson show up somewhere. <laughs> 1997 was a big year for oh, oh God, yes. 14 for year old. <laughs> I was in middle school and I saw this band. At first, I thought they were girls, but you know, they're not. But I. I still say <laughs> love Hanson and they are very attractive men. Look them up. Uh, yeah. And they're still make music and it's great. They get great reviews. 
So they're always legit musicians too. Loved yeah. him growing yeah. up, and my mom said, "In five years, now you're not even going to remember them." And blah blah blah. So I rub it in her face all the time. Got I go, "Hey, mom, did you re- listen to Hanson's new CD that came out?" Or I'll just send her Hanson things. <laughs> and now she'll, she'll mom be like, "I saw that Hanson boy on Good Morning America." <laughs> I always, I, I was a big fan of Taylor, the middle one. So, you got to play the Hanson drums, Sarah. Yeah, I did. Yep. When I lived in Dallas, Hanson came. Uh, Wendy worked at Fox, uh, unaffiliated with the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to come down to the station and Hanson was playing and in this tiny little studio. And so when they're done, I got to play Zach's drums and keep Zach's drumsticks. Pretty cool moment in my life. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's on tape. Well, it you know was filmed, so somewhere it's out there. It exists. Oh. Yeah. Did have you been to did you go to shows? Of course. Okay. My first concert was a Hanson concert. Nice. When I was 14. So yeah, it was my first concert. And we were way back, we're like 42nd row. And uh, my mom somehow scored us front row tickets. She went up and someone had canceled a block. And so she scooped them. I was there three of my, or two of my friends. See, there's more handsome fans than me. Uh, so we went. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, I think when I was 24, 25, um, or maybe a little bit younger, uh, you know, well out of Hanson's prime time, mm. uh, one of my friends that I went to that original concert with, we went to uh, an adult Hanson concert, which was oh. a lot of fun because now all those girls that, you know, we all like Hanson growing up. Now they're all, you know, young women. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. They're all still cheering for Hanson, screaming for Hanson. So it was a lot of fun. I think I've been to three Hanson concerts as an adult. Ah, yeah, it's amazing. I went to one, uh, one in Dallas, and two in Anaheim, I think. Okay, yeah. And was that their first? Still strong. A lot of fun. Shows are really great. Was that their first album, the one that you chose? Well, their first major album. They've been making music for years before that. Since they were like, I wish people could see your face when you say that. (laughs) Nine years old and eleven years old. They are artists. You look so smug right now. You're just like very smug. They play their and play their instruments and write their own songs since they were six, nine, and eleven. Okay, so don't compare them to the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Nobody is. They're fine in their own right. I. They're fine in their own right, but don't lump them together because they are artists. Well, damn. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all right then. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Are the, are the next two choices on your list going to be Hanson and Hanson? <laughs> <laughs> no, for Hanson's second album. Okay. <laughs> All right, Wendy, you're up. All right. Again, not ranked, but I'll go with this album first. Now, I was I always liked The Police. I grew up with The Police, but I wasn't some ultra police fan. However, I became a very big Sting solo fan. Ooh. I love me some solo Sting. And I really enjoyed his first two solo releases. But then, uh, first two or three, but then Mercury Falling. Okay, yeah, it was his fifth solo album, was Mercury Falling. And it's an album, a CD I got, and I listened to it and I said, well, this isn't what I'm used to. I don't care for this. This is not a favorite. But time passed, and I believe it was sometime in, I believe it was the year 1997, a day I remember distinctly, 
It was 76 degrees in Dallas, cloudy and rainy. And I sat in my little chair in my room listening to Sting and reading the paperback books of Xena that had come out because I had recently discovered the show. So it was like an August day and I was reading my Xena stories and listening to Sting on this cloudy, rainy day. And it was wonderful. So I re-listened to Mercury Falling. And after, and I don't know what it is about this particular album, but it's one that you eventually not only come to like, but it has become one of my favorite albums of all time. And I went on Amazon.com to read other people's reviews. And there were so many reviews that said the exact same thing. When I got this album, it wasn't my favorite. I didn't really care for it. I put it away. I revisited it later. And now it's my favorite one he's ever done. So it's just one of those weird, like he just changed up his style. I don't know what it was that people that did not like it at all, all of a sudden it was their favorite. And I was one of those people. So it's just one of those albums that kept, for, first of all, there was a song on there called I Was Brought to My Senses that is on my top five favorite songs of all time of any song. Mm-hmm. So that's that. But it's just got, it's a feel of like you're sitting in some little cabin completely content with life in a foggy landscape in England. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, there's something about sting music that just puts me in a whole other world. And I love it. And yes, so Mercury Falling by Sting. It was uh, released in 1996, and it is on my top three Oops. of all time. Excellent. So. Now I want to listen to Sting. Well, I tell you, it's it's a uh, yeah, he's a thing. I love me some Sting. I've seen him several times. Probably the best time was uh, Annie Lennox opened for Sting, Ooh, and then whoa. they did like some songs together. And she, Annie Lennox, is ridiculous. So it was quite the show. Because here's the thing. I saw him twice in Texas because he sings that song that I talked about. I was brought to my senses. I found out he was playing it on this particular tour. I can't remember what year it was. So I'm like, I'm going to go not once but twice because I want to make sure I hear this song. He took it out for his Texas dates and put it back in when he left Texas. (laughs) So I never, I never, because he had like a guest musician playing with him or something. So they did a different song. So I never got to hear it live. But I think he changes it up live. So it would have probably been a disappointment, but still. That's can, I mean, you can still, he still tours, right? Yeah, I'm sure. You know. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know. You don't know his life. <laughs> I haven't kept up with him lately. He still does. Yeah. Well, actually, he was just here, I think. They Pantages. He did the lost ship. He had a musical oh, in town. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I never no. went to. Yeah. No, he still does stuff. Uh, we interviewed him for, for a show that I work on. Nice. He didn't come to us. They, we went to him, so I didn't get to meet him, but. Yeah, he's still, he's a good looking guy. He's older. He's always been all, you know, healthy and sexy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, again, he looks, he looks great. He's got to be in well into his 60s, right? He's probably pushing 70, isn't he? At, yeah, I would say so. He's up there. But yeah, he's a very, uh, let's see, how old is he? I'm, I'm going to find this out because okay. I'm curious. Because he's, he's, uh, he's, he's 68, so. Looking pretty good, Sting. Yeah, not not bad, Sting. So, all right, Kat, what do you got next? Next is from a band that I don't think either of you have heard of. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It's a band called Sleater Kinney. Oh, I've mm. heard. Oh, come on. I have not. I'm sorry. Look, uh, <laughs> I don't know. And their album uh, that I uh, I chose is called "Dig Me Out," 1997. So. This was, oh yeah, they started making, I think their first album was out in like 93. Um, 
so this is the first album of theirs I ever heard or bought or owned. And I remember I read an article. I was 20. I read an article in Rolling Stone. It said, if you're basically, to paraphrase, it was like, if you're a lesbian and you're not listening, you haven't heard this album, what are you doing? So I, I went to my local Tower Records in Westlake Village, California on my lunch break. I was working in a, a small movie theater. And I went in, I bought the album, put it in my CD player in my Jeep Cherokee. And I started listening to this. This is the first, uh, I think this is the first song on the album. Basically, I didn't want to go back inside to work because I was completely entranced. This, this, you know, sort of style of music I'd never heard before. It's, a, a you know, three, three female um, musicians described as sort of like a punk band, essentially. And they were singing about politics and being queer and, you know, sort of gender politics and just like uh, things that I just hadn't really been paying attention to before. And then, you know, I didn't really have a lot of gay friends. And so this was sort of my outlet into kind of that culture. And I became instantly entranced and obsessed. And I saw, I tra- basically would travel up and down the, the West Coast to 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 see them. I think I've probably saw them 20 times in concert. Um, Dang. I met hardcore. Some, pretty hardcore. I met some good friends that I still have today through going to to their shows. Um, yeah, I, their music was is the soundtrack of my twenties, basically. Hmm. And uh, they in the early aughts they broke up, and to commemorate that, I got a tattoo. Oh Ooh. my god, that is some hardcore love. I have, I have one tattoo, and it is it is uh, a name of one of their al- one of their songs on this album, actually on Dig Me Out. And, uh, yeah, I, um, they are a huge part of, of who I am today and I still am a big fan. Uh, they, they recently got back together. They're touring again. Their drummer, longtime drummer, Janet Weiss has left the band. So now it's just the two original founding members. One of which is Carrie Brownstein, who of course is from Portlandia. Yeah. Well, that's how, okay. I'll be honest. That's how I know (laughs) of the band (laughs) because I love that show. And as I started watching more of that show, I became more familiar with her and then from there. Yeah. So have you listened to any of their stuff, Tara? I have listened to some. Not uh not like you, but sure. <laughs> I, I have. Uh I just there's stuff had no in- idea until I Oh, sure. Yeah. It's an acquired taste, right? Like it's not and every one of they have like seven albums. Everyone is very has a very different style of music, right? So it's not like uh they're just always, you know, kind of pushing the boundaries of 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 their of their sound. Um so, you know, I, I recommend them. It's not for everybody. A lot of their albums, it's like the first time, like you said, Wendy, I, I listened to it. I was like, ugh, this is not mm-hmm. at all. And then the second time, third time, it's like, oh, no, this is actually really good music. I'm just not used to, you know, sort of the sound. So anyways, huge part of my life. I recommend it to any young, angsty lesbians out there or queer queer women. You, you pick up some Sleater Kinney. It'll uh, maybe, you know, might might mean something to you. I'll have to check it out. I'm curious. I'm curious to hear this sound that you speak of that oh, yeah. revolutionized <laughs> your life. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and marked you for life forever. Oh yeah, forever. literally with a tattoo. So yeah. wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't even comment because I've never heard them, but now I'm intrigued. Well, I do not have a tattoo of the band Hansen? of the next. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Hanson's Christmas album. <laughs> One of two Christmas albums. One of two. They put out a lot of albums, y'all. You don't even know. But I, you know, moving on. I guess. 
<laughs> uh, my uh, next one is Ceremonials by Florence the Machine. Ooh. Yes, yes. Awesome. Uh, great one. I remember, I you know, I'd always heard, I'd heard like Dog Days of Summer, and that's probably their most recognizable hit. Um, and so I remember seeing, it was like right around that time, and I was watching, it was like, I feel like it was the Grammys. Like it was like a big night, and they had... Florence Welsh up there with like Mariah Carey. Mm. Um, so like big, like they were singing a song together. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, why did they put Florence up there with like Mariah there? She's going to embarrass herself. <laughs> and I just remember when they got to her, I was like, Holy shit. She's just as good as any of the other ones. I was shocked. I had no idea because the dog days of summer, like what you don't really get to hear how amazing she is right. i mean it's a it's a great song but um so ceremonials um came after that and it's uh it's just one that i can listen to from start to finish um it's you know it's a little moody but you know it's it's i love it and it's it definitely is one you could listen to on like you know makes me feel like yeah you know i'm on the, the english countryside or you know, it's always like one that could be in the background of like a dramatic moment or something. <laughs> that, you know, like, but it's fun. It's a fun one. I don't, you know, but it's it's just really great, and I love it. It's just a soundtrack uh, to to a lot of um, interesting moments. So it's it's pretty cool. I recommend it. It's again one I can listen to all the way through, and I still. I'll, it's funny because I can run to really weird songs when I work out. I want to listen to Florence and the Machine, um, you know, singing some of these really, really uh, moodier songs. And that's hmm. what I want to work out to um, versus some more upbeat stuff. But right. I yeah. get that. That's one that I love. Have you hmm. seen it live? No, I really wanted to, but no, haven't had a chance. One day you will when the world Have gets you? back to normal. I've seen it once at the oh. Hollywood Bowl. Leah's oh, a fan. Oh. Leah's a big oh, fan. Okay. And so, yeah, a couple of, you know, this is, this is, I think it was for that album, maybe, that she was touring. Oh, um, great show. Awesome. She's great. So much fun. She, like, she runs around that stage, man. Yeah, she doesn't stand a, still. A lot of personality. Just seeing some interviews with her. Um, I think she did, she was in, like, something with Lady Gaga recently or some behind the scenes thing. I saw she, like, went to Lady Gaga's house and they, like, sang this amazing song together at Lady Gaga's recording home recording studio or something like that oh, wow. like, that's a fun saturday afternoon uh yeah right yeah not quite that ambitious but <laughs> <laughs> well my <laughs> my next album is one that has been featured on many many greatest albums of all time lists mm. that uh when it came out as far as a comprehensive album and it's one of those that I feel like I love the individual songs, but as a whole, listen, start to finish, it's it, it's even better. And that is OK Computer by Radiohead. And I know Radiohead gets a lot of play, a lot of film, a lot of television. And it's an album that I, I actually saw them live before they were that. I think maybe even just Creep was the only thing they'd done. I can't remember. But it was they were opening for someone else. And honestly, I can't remember who someone else is or was at the time. But I remember that I saw them. Um but it's an album that I loved when it came out. I got and just loved the whole thing, start to finish, all the songs. And then since then, um, like one of the songs in particular, Exit Music for a Film, is used a lot in, in productions. But it was used in one of my favorite moments 
in all of the the series person of interest which as a few people know i really like um <laughs> but it was one of the highlights of the whole series was this it was the end of season three that they used this song which made me love it more and other radio song they used another radio song uh, radio hit song in that show um, so I love them all together. I mean, it's not like they're my favorite band. I don't really even have any of their other albums, but this one in particular, just start to finish. You're, if you're talking complete album, this is on the list for sure. And just the fact that so many of their songs have just, you know, I love individually as well as, as the whole. So I don't have any other really great, great backstories to it. You know, I didn't travel. I don't have their tattoos. I don't, uh, on me. <laughs> um, never met them. So all once by accident. But uh, yeah, no, and it's one of those. Yeah, it's it's held up as one of the top full albums of of all time of a lot of critic lists and things like that. I mean, I I don't know their music very well, but I know the I know I I recognize that album as being one that people talk about as as you say is one of the best of all time. And I feel like I don't even know what made me go out and get it. I mean, I kept hearing like I would hear at work, I would have MTV on in the mornings, like early in the morning, waiting to, to start the show or whatever. And they played uh, Karma Police like all the time, uh, like the video for it. Mm. And I feel like, and maybe even Paranoid Android got played. I can't remember, but it was just, I kept hearing them enough to to want to check out the album and I'm glad I did because I, I love the whole thing. So that's that. That's number two in no... Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like those are the two like band albums that I will say are performance, like artist albums, you know, there's no U2 on mine. Madonna was a close, you know, contributor. I just think there's so many other albums that I, I love, but like, as far as a whole, those two, the whole thing, start to finish, the, 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 like the sum of the, part, whatever that thing is, like better than the sum of its parts or whatever. Yeah. Synergy. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> something about the whole is greater than the sum, of, than the sum of its parts. That's yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mock my game today. Don't mock me. <laughs> I'm mocking you. <laughs> I don't mock. Mock. Well, speaking of albums on the greatest albums of all time list. Uh-oh. Uh, maybe about five or six years ago, I discovered, I say discovered, not that like, you know, I had nothing to do with it. I really just decided to listen to their music one day. Um, I stumbled upon one of the greatest albums of all time released in 1977 to, with much sort of drama behind the scenes. So much. So it's almost as, it's almost as, uh, entertaining as the music itself. Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Rumors. Oh yes, that is uh, that's also on the list. Lists. So I I always I love. Uh, I grew up listening to classic rock because my brother was a big classic rock fan, and so I always had like KLOS was our local LA hard rock station. Hmm. So I I knew their music. I was aware of these songs, but I didn't realize they were all Fleetwood Mac songs. Like they have such an incredible catalog of music. And so I one day I was like, what is what is this? I used to work in a prop house, and we would have just music playing all day. And a buddy of mine, I said, who was this? Who's this song again? He's like, Oh, it's Fleetwood Mac. And now that, that kept happening. It's like, Oh, this is Fleetwood Mac too. He's like, you should listen to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> so I, I dived into their catalog and this album is a perfect album. And we talked about this before, like, Oh, the perfect movie. This is a perfect album. Yeah. 11 tracks. Uh, you know, uh, dreams is on this. 
Don't stop. Go go your own way. The chain. Wow. Uh, yeah. Secondhand news. Gold dust woman. Odette. Like every song is a classic, yeah. and uh, I've I've seen them several times now. Luckily, they keep doing reunion tours, so I've seen them maybe three or four times live. Hmm. Still getting it done. Still great. I mean, you know, Stevie Nicks. Is there anybody fucking cooler than Stevie Nicks? Yeah, like, I don't know if there so is. Cool. She's so cool. And if you do, if you know, I, I I did a lot of research. I love this band so much. So I kind of became, I want to read more about them. And, and the story behind the making of this album is historic. And there was infighting and people breaking up and people cheating on each, with each other. They had a lot of it inner was, drama, didn't they? They did. It's amazing that they all still talk to each other. And in fact, um, Lindsey Buckingham left the band last year. Actually, I think yeah. they kicked, they kicked him out. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we're all still talking. But I, I'm sure he'll come back around again, and they'll go on another tour. Like this, they're just a classic rock band. This album, if you if you don't have any of their albums, get Rumors. It's so good. You, you know, there's three different songwriters basically, right? It's Lindsey Buckingham, it's Stevie Nicks, and it's Christine McVie. And each of them have their own style, but it all just works. It all works together, and you know. I can put this album in and I can listen to this on repeat all day and I, I would not get tired of it. I I know the individual songs, at least a lot of them, but I don't think I've yeah. ever just done the it, whole album. Thing this is, that. you know, and it's today, it's it's so different when you buy an album. Like this album was a crafted experience, right? Right. This is when artists and bands released an album with the intention that you were going to sit down, you're going to put the album on a record player, you're going to sit down with your friends and listen to this whole thing all the way through. And this this is one of those albums where it's like it's it's taking you on this journey and yeah, it's uh it's it's just, you know it's well, a Kat, I'd like you to know I just bought a record player. And Ooh. so my new thing now is I like putting on the few records that I have here. So one of these days we're gonna have to get the rumors record album. Let's do it. And we're gonna load that up. Let's do it. On my record player. We should have a record party. <gasps> I have records. I'll bring them over. I have records. Record have party. Records. I have one record. Is it Hanson? No. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Cole. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I got it out of concert. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, then. All right. Well, uh, well I'll take turn. mine in a different um, direction. <laughs> Still a singer-songwriter. Okay. But m- a much more current. Uh, that is Missy Higgins. Mm. She is from Australia. Australia. <laughs> good night, mate. Good day. Uh, yeah, she uh, has a lot of albums, but I picked On a Clear Night because uh, I'll, I'll name off some songs that you probably don't know. <laughs> that had Steer on it, uh, Warm Whispers, Where I Stood. Okay, I hear Where I Stood an alarming amount when I'm in the Ralphs in Studio City. They play Where I Stood. Hmm. It's And it came out in 2007, okay? But at least once every five times I'm in that store, I hear Where I Stood. So they must, they must have some sort of it, uh yeah. it must yeah, it must be on somebody's list at yeah. Ralph's or in the main Ralph's channel. So Ralph's is aware of who yeah, Miss Higgins is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So and Missy Higgins, she's right around my age, um, mid-30s. And I remember when I was 17, I was watching on NBC the miniseries called Revelations with Bill Pullman. And I could couldn't care less about the actual thing, but on the trailer to Revelations, they had a song called I'm All for Believing. Mm-hmm. And it was this really cool, like 
kind of eerie sounding song and her songs are very upbeat, but it was just this, that was a song that she wrote that won a songwriting contest that actually kind of propelled her um, to where she is now. Um, So, but I just remember that song so well. uh, And that was just kind of like the first thing she'd ever really done professionally. Um, And for whatever reason, NBC picked it up back, back in whatever year that was. Um, And yeah. And I just, years later, I've heard some other stuff of hers that I liked and I thought, Oh my God, that's that, that's that girl. And she's a big uh, gay ally. Um, She's, you know, bisexual. Um, I mean, she has a husband and a baby now, but uh, you know, she's uh, definitely in our corner and um, has written some songs um, alluding to that and, uh, you know, talking about some queer topics. So, Hmm. yes. So it's, she's just amazing. Her songs are great, uh, wide range um, and just a lot of fun to listen to, but on a clear night I can listen to from start to finish. And I have many, many, many times. I listened to some Missy Higgins and it was when I was in the car with you yep. and you'd play it <laughs> and she's really good. Yeah. And I've seen her once at concert and she's, since she's from Australia, she rarely comes to the States. And I saw her, um, Kat and I have a mutual friend, uh, Audrey, and she knew I love Missy Higgins and we shared this bond that there's not many people that know missy higgins i mean whenever i find another person that knows her i'm like oh my gosh we always bond over that um so when missy higgins came to town uh we went and saw her and it was so much fun it was awesome it was one of those like you you stand up near the stage and you were just right there so close and she has i have not seen her come back since oh wow it was everything i thought it would be uh she was amazing in concert uh, so much fun, and it wow. just everybody was just screaming the songs. It was just so awesome. So, and what, how great that you got to see her with Audrey. That's pretty special. Yeah, it's a very great memory. Yeah, <laughs> so. nice. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible here. I'm gonna go a different <laughs> direction than I was gonna go. I'm gonna say what was originally my third album, hmm. which is the soundtrack to Empire Strikes Back. Ah, maybe I'll put that on the back burner for a greatest score soundtrack yeah we'll, we'll do thing. a soundtrack we'll do that because it is in my top album because i was feeling a little guilty about not having my favorite band on this list my favorite band ever and i was just idly scrolling through the rolling stone top 500 albums of all time oh, just out boy. of curiosity and i ran across and i said yeah that's got to go on there that is octum baby by you two nice and came out 91 and there's a lot of you two it's but it's start to finish. If I had to pick one album to keep, it's tough because I feel like they're so much more known for like their early, you know, Under Blood and Sky type, uh, boy war, you know, right. Sunday Bloody Sunday type music. And this was such right. a departure from from what they'd done. But it was it was such an out. You know, Joshua Tree is what they won all the Grammys for. But I don't know. I I, I got to go with Oxen Baby. And it and it uh, it happened at a time where my favorite U two story of all time happens uh my friends and i went to go see them in austin and we got to the to the concert hall early to park and go walk around austin and we saw these people running from the parking lot towards the auditorium so we're like well, let's go see what they're doing <laughs> and so we ran over there with them and out walks bono and edge just to say hey sign some stuff of course wow. we had nothing i had no cameras we didn't have cell phones with cameras this was like 1991 or two or whatever this was so i uh I like took, I think I had a t-shirt with a shirt over it. So I took off the outer shirt and Bono and Edge signed my back 
Whoa. And one friend, all she had was a $20 bill. Like, on the shirt, not my back. They oh. signed the t-shirt. <laughs> I just took off the outer shirt. I thought you and, um, Yeah. And uh, so they signed my back. And... And then my friend pulled out her $20 bill or something. And, you know, mm. so we all had these random things. And believe me, we were on class. Our seats were behind the stage, too. So we weren't even in front of them. We got to see them from behind the stage, which was like the most amazing concert regardless. Now, here's the here's here's one of Wendy's crazy life things that happens in her life. So we we had that experience where we got sign- our stuff signed by, by Bono at Edge. A year or so later, they went to Houston. This was awesome. They came to Houston for a, a big arena tour. And the same group of us went to go see them again. So we thought, hey, let's go early. Yeah, I never know. Maybe they'll walk back out again. They did not. However, we were sitting there talking to these guys that were basically groupies. They followed them everywhere. They'd take instruments to get signed at that level of groupie. And they had a photo album. And so we're like, cool, let's check out your YouTube photos. Flipping through. There are photos of me getting signed oh, by no. Edge. He had all these photos that he <gasps> took that day in Austin. We just happened to run into him. And I'm looking through, there's all, so now I have these pictures of my friends and myself meeting like with, and I think, I don't know that we were in a picture with Bono and I can't remember, I need to find the photos, but it's framed of like the edge is riding on my back and you That's can see cool. my friend Shelly and my other friend, uh, Brian in the photo. That's and amazing. We exchanged information and this was again, before you could just all text you the photos, he sent me the negatives what? And I got them printed out into photos. And then I sent the photo, the, the negatives back along with some like, that's also the time you'd like this cool music store in Austin. You could buy like bootleg DVDs of like unreleased stuff or a concert that had been recorded, whatever. And I had some of that. So I copied it and sent them back as a thank you for the, for the negatives. So, wow. So now I, and my biggest regret from meeting Bono and Edge was that I didn't have any pictures. I didn't have a camera. Like there was no no photos of it. And then we randomly run to this guy like a year later who had photos of us meeting them. That's wild. I that's I love that story. That's yeah. a good story. That's a good so story. When you I were got like, some stories. When you were flip- <laughs> I got stories. When you were flipping through and you saw your like did you just lose your mind? Did you start screaming? I'm sure saw- I did. Yeah. I don't remember, but I'm sure it was like, oh my God, wait, that's us. That's that's, that's, that's <laughs> that's yeah. And it's yeah, just to have any sort of photographic record of that day where I freaking met Bono and Edge, my people, my my boys. I love Bono and Edge. You too. And if you know, it could have been anybody. It could have been Larry and uh, Larry and what's his Adam. We <laughs> don't sound Edge. nearly as exciting. No, not as freaking Bono and Edge. They just walked out and you know, signed stuff, and That's they're awesome. very cool. And then and to to run into this random dude that we talked to a year later, a totally different city in Texas. And oh yeah, there's a picture of me. Yeah, I'll send you the negatives. Wow. It's all good. I'll have I to find that. them. That's great. That's a pretty good story. So I, I gotta put Oxen Baby on my list. So no offense, John Williams will save you for the soundtrack list, which is epic. So that's it. That was a better story than John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't met him, so yet. That's pretty great. Right. All right. I feel like that was an, a successful music. Yeah. Segment. It was interesting to hear your your different any uh, honorable mentions that didn't quite make it? My Euphoria by David Garza, a Texas guy. Van Halen, 1984. I got Chariot, Gavin DeGraw, and Wide Open Spaces, Dixie Chicks. Oh, nice. Hey, new album coming out, right? I know. I'm so excited. It's exciting. I'm trying to think. What other albums? Hmm. I know there are. I know there's a ton. 
the first album you ever bought, mine was Missing Persons. Uh, I forgot the name of it. It was a missing, the one that nobody walks in LA. It had that song <laughs> on it. I think that was the first, <laughs> I think that was the first album I bought with my own money. I was so proud. Yeah. I, well, I know that my, when I was like 11 or 12, my sister bought me Paula Abdul's album, Forever Your Girl. That's a fun one. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. <laughs> right. It's fun, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the first one, I, I mean, I I, guess I had plenty of CDs. I don't remember. I mean, I just remember Hanson. But another one on um, honorable mention that I know I had to have gotten before Hanson, I'm pretty sure, I think it was like the year before, is Matchbox 20, Yourself or Someone Like You. <laughs> I love that CD. I think that one came right before Hanson. So. No, Kelly? No, Kelly, yeah, Kelly's on. Kelly's breakaway. Breakaway is right, definitely yeah. on my yeah on my honorable mention list. Um, but I love all Kelly's albums, so it'd be hard to choose. But I do love Breakaway, oh, especially when she sings it live. All anything from that album. I can't think of like I'm trying to think of the first one I ever bought myself. Right? Uh, I can't think of what that would have been. I worked at Sam Goody Music for oh. a while, and I uh, got a lot of CDs. So it's wow. Hard to- did you ever join the CD club where you, or the cassette club where you get like a bunch for a penny and then you had to buy more? I did. Right. I did it and then I would always like cancel it. So yeah. I would just get a bunch. Well, I would do it and forget to cancel it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> way too much money on CDs I didn't want. Yeah, oh, I think gosh. I did too. So stupid. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> I feel like we could easily do this also for like sound, not scores, but film soundtracks, you know, oh, yeah. like, with a bunch of different songs. You could do that for scores. So many great. I was thinking the other day about my top five songs ever. That was mm, challenging. That's a fun one. Uh, do you guys know Jeff Buckley? I know of him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Grace, <laughs> the album Grace is fantastic. Oh. It's one of my favorites. Is that Hallelujah? Can yeah, I? that's on you there. That? Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, cat. On a quick note. Yo. Uh, the end of the independent. I don't know what this is. I just was r- running around the internet, but out of the UK, it has the 40 best albums to listen to while you're self isolating. Yep. And like a prayer is on their list as is rumors. Hey, so what about middle nowhere? <laughs> yeah. Check, check. Is that on there? Still check checking. It twice. Still <laughs> checking. <laughs> Fine. A lot, a lot of Beatles I see on top lists, which were on none of ours, which I like the beat. I like individual Beatles songs. I'm not like a whole album of Beatles. Yeah, I'm not uh same. I, I obviously everyone knows their music, right? But I've never like bought an album of theirs, you know. I have one because I bought it in England and I bought Abbey Road because I'd walked across Abbey Road, so I had to buy Abbey Road. Yeah. But, you know. When you I worked at Sam Goody, Beatles number 1, number 1s, that album, it was red. I remember it was like oh, a yeah. huge seller. <gasps> oh yeah, the yeah, that's a great. I love their greatest hits. Yeah, actually, that was that's the, the only one I bought actually. No, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that while well, you weren't alone, a lot of people wanted that one. Uh, so Tara Hansen is not on this list. Oh. Oh, well, <laughs> so sorry, that was rude. So sorry, misleading again. Probably a, run- <laughs> probably a runner up. I'm sure it's in their honorable mentions, probably yeah. somewhere. Oh yeah. At the bottom. Hey, I'm not dissing Hansen. I like Hansen. They Hansen signed my butt, except I had clothes on, <laughs> <laughs> and it did never happen. It never happened. <laughs> Now, now. I was going to make a longevity joke, Tara, because it sounds like they've been around for so long. And All right, still longevity, longevity. Yeah, 
Now, some of the other, yes, people on this, on the list also have longevity. So I feel like I can't pull that card because you have mentioned some people with we a have lot of some, longevity. Ours have longevity, longevity for sure. But yes, Hanson indeed has longevity. Still putting out great music. Awesome. Tw- 23 years later. Amazing. Good job, Hanson. Yeah. Nice job, Hanson. We <laughs> salute you. And they have a lot of children. They, they do have a lot children. of children. A lot. Taylor has six. Whoa. Six children. I think <laughs> Zach has like three and Isaac has like two or three. There's a lot of them. Taylor is very, very fertile. Yeah. Very fertile. Is that what you just said? Yeah. And he married a fan. So. Oh. You never know. Good for you her. You never know. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Because <laughs> she did well. <laughs> no. Sounds like a movie, you know. Mm. Marry your, marry the man. <laughs> I lost interest in that storyline. Probably be one that we review here. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that movie's coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, what have have we mentioned? Any of your favorite albums? Do you have a favorite album that you think we should know about? You should reach out. You can send us an email at shenerdsout at gmail dot com. Or hit up the Twitter at, at SNO. <laughs> I can't even get through it now without laughing at myself. SNO Podcast. Snop Oddcast. With a one D. On the Twitter. Uh, or at Cheaters Out Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. But uh, yeah, it's that. I see we just go Snop. Yeah, just Snop. I love it. Yeah. Snop is uh, Yep. And uh, if you enjoy the Snop, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can rate us and review us. We'd love to hear from you. We really would. We, um, we, uh, that's how we get through the day really is, is, uh, <laughs> validation from people yes. like, uh, our listeners. Especially right now. I mean, what, what else do we have? We need this validation. <laughs> we need, <that>. uh, <laughs> we need, we need so your approval. Who I am at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it, Help uncertain us. times. I'm gonna go with, <laughs> I'm gonna coin that phrase. These are uncertain times. Oh, yeah, you we need your one. we need your help. So um all right, kids. I'm gonna let's let's all go back to our busy, busy lives of sitting in our <laughs> homes now. And on that note, she nerds out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things. Dirty things. Stop. Snap, snap, snap.